Hello, welcome to Raising Eco Minimalists, a podcast that acts as a community and a resource guide for anyone raising kids who care about their mind, body, community, and planet. I'm Laura, your host. I'm mom to a six year old son, and half the time, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Sometimes I feel super lost and alone, and that's where this podcast comes in. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Raising Eco Minimalists. I'm your host, Laura, and today I am joined by a very special guest and an internet friend that I hope to meet in person one day. <laughs> I'm talking with Jessie Stokes today. She is the owner of Tiny Yellow Bungalow, the awesome zero store that you're probably familiar with. And she also has a blog and a really great Instagram account. So I'm super excited. Jesse, thanks for being on the show today. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you and yeah, talk about all things eco-friendly. <laughs> yeah. So for those who may not know you very well or haven't heard of Tiny Yellow Bungalow, can you share a little bit about yourself and your shop? Absolutely. So my name is Jessie. I own the Tiny Yellow Bungalow Eco Shop and Sustainable Living Blog. And I started this back in 2015, 16. Just started as a blog and it's kind of tumbled from there. I never really had any expectations or intentions. Just, you know, it was me experimenting with trying to live more sustainably as a person who knew really nothing about it to begin with. And from there, yeah, it grew to a little eco shop where I share all my favorite plastic-free products. Yeah, and that's that's a little bit about me. Awesome. And I will be sure to link to Jessie's shop and blog in the show notes so you can be sure to check out her stuff. So Jessie and I have talked over Instagram, I mean, for a couple of years now, I think. Yeah. We have talked about her and I, and then also on the blog, Reduce, Reuse, Renew, and in previous episodes of this podcast, talk a lot about values and how we use those values to motivate us and kind of shape our sustainable living journey, whatever that looks like for each one of us. And something that I don't see a lot talked about is what happens when those values that you often kind of, like I said, you know, run your life by have to change. And then not only that, but also that sometimes, especially if you talk about these values and how you live your life by them publicly, but sometimes it almost seems like there's a stigma around that having to change those values and I think that in some ways there's a level of vulnerability that comes with admitting that you have to change certain things to better fit your lifestyle. So Jesse had shared something on her site that I messaged or comment on, I don't remember, and we just kind of got to talking. And, and so that's what we want to talk about on this episode, because she's going to share what values she had to change within the last year or so, maybe longer, <laughs> Jesse will share. <laughs> and then I am able to relate now that we've moved 
and coming from a very urban area with lots of resources to live a sustainable life to now living in a rural area that has far, far, far less resources, I'm finding that I have to change some of my values. Mm-hmm. So that's enough of me talking. Jesse, would you mind sharing your story about what value you were living by and what happened that made it have to change and how you've kind of navigated through that? Absolutely. So so what Laura's talking about is that, well, since I started doing Tiny Yellow Bungalow, I've been really focused on not just plastic-free living, but also a plant-based diet. And from the very beginning, you know, I really encouraged people to eat plant-based and reduce plastic wherever they could. And that's a lot easier to do when you are just a young, free, single girl (laughs) compared to when you have two little ones and you're married and it's just trickier. And although I still, you know, live by these values and consider them important and we, you know, we still do all those things whenever we can. What started this was that Laura messaged me and was like, hey, can we do a podcast episode about your vegan family? And I was like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that because we're not completely vegan. We try to eat vegan whenever we can, you know. Vegan is a whole lifestyle, you know. We try to eat plant-based, I guess. We try to eat plant-based whenever we can. But since having kids, it has been a struggle, especially with a picky eater. I have a five-year-old and he eats nothing, like a little bird. (laughs) And so it's been, yeah, it's been a struggle. And you know, there's all these things that before having kids that, you know, I, I would never, I would never, you know, I'm only doing this, I'm only doing that. And yeah, it's just not like that. And parenting has humbled me <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's really humbled me. And yeah, I guess I've just had to learn. I mean, from the beginning, I always, you know, wanted to do things so perfectly and just so And I've just learned that you can make a bigger impact if you're just doing the best that you can. And, you know, trying to do everything so perfectly, you just get really burnt out, I feel like. So I've been focusing a lot more on just doing what I can, you know. And sometimes I have to do things I said I never would do, like buying those crazy, like, pouch things. You know what I'm talking about? Pouch? Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, I would never buy that. I would never get that. And then we do. And um, yeah, so I don't know. Things have just changed. We still try to do the best we can. Back in 2015, I guess right after my son was born was when I really started struggling with, you know, I was like, you know, we were starting to eat out a lot and getting things to go. And there's not a lot of plant-based options in our town to go. And I was used to having so much time to just cook whenever I want, you know, think about recipes, think about what I wanted. And yeah, after he was born, I was like, wow, I don't have the time for this. And I ended up, you know, eating a lot of things that I probably wouldn't normally have eaten just because I needed to eat. Like I needed to eat something and it needed to be now. And I couldn't think about, yeah, creating some locally, you know, sourced ingredient, delicious meal. I I didn't have time. So at that time, I came up with a cookbook, the Zero Waste Vegan Cookbook, and that was because it was for myself. I was like, I need some meals that are healthy and they are plant-based that I can make quickly. And so I did that, and that helped a lot. 
but then the second baby is here and it's just yeah it's even with a cookbook that has all the things listed out for you right there it's just yet yeah, you don't it's not just that you don't have the time anymore it's that you don't have the mental capacity like you're just tired yeah mm-hmm. you know when you finally have time at the end of the day you're like i can't i can't just can't yeah. do it <laughs> yep <laughs> yes so um I guess that's my story. And I want to hear what you have to say too, Laura. I don't want to just, you know, blah, blah, blah all the time. I want to hear what you have to say about it too. But that's kind of where we started with this. And when you messaged me, you know, that's a little bit more about my story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think so many people can relate to those shifting, especially around the meal times. I, I feel like we had the exact same thing when my son was born, I mean, eating out so much. And then, yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. So what, how do you manage your, I don't know if you have any guilt around having to shift, you know, those values or maybe eat something that you wouldn't normally eat if in a perfect scenario or pre-kids. Do you, do you ever feel guilty, guilty about that? Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of it is the like eco guilt in general. It's, and I, I think for me, so we started eating plant-based mostly for environmental purposes and health purposes, but it wasn't really, you know, for the animals. And I feel like people that go vegan, it's probably different for them. We really were trying to eat this way because we knew it was better for the environment we knew it was better for our health and it's so it's the same with like plastic free sustainable changes you know I feel so guilty when I forget my plastic bags I feel so bad when I eat something you know that has cheese in it or something you know I it's a lot of that it's a lot of feeling like I'm not doing it right I'm not doing it good enough and I've just had to tell myself that you know especially in this time of my life that's just this is where I'm at and this is what I can do and this is what I can handle because, yeah, I mean, I try not to feel guilty about these things because I know no one's perfect. But like you were saying before, a lot on social media, there's so much pushback and people are just can be really hurtful, you know, because people on the Internet, I mean, not people on the Internet, but social media, everything is kind of black and white when yeah. life is not that way. Especially trying to live more eco-friendly, it isn't black and white and I think for the longest time, I was really focused on, you know, plastic. And it's like, well, it's not only about that. It's There's such a bigger picture to it, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've had to kind of shift my mindset of being like, we care about the environment and we're just doing the best that we can. And sometimes that's, yeah, just using my voice to share about sustainability because sometimes I can't do all of the things. I totally agree with that. And I have found as I, in some ways moving, I have felt like I'm almost starting over in a way because I'm having to learn all the new resources in our new town. And, you know, for example, we left the Twin Cities, Minnesota. We're just south of Minneapolis. We had curbside organic collection. We had curbside recycling. We, I mean, we had all the 
resources that made it a lot easier to live Mm -hmm. sustainably. And up here, we don't even have curbside recycling. There is like one private business that does it. But other than that, like you have to actually go and dump it off at the recycling station, which luckily for us isn't far, but for people that are further out in the county I mean it's a it's a truck for them and so it's just stuff like that and you know where I would rely super heavily on our buy nothing group well we don't have one up here there's Facebook community groups that you can post stuff on but everything is a lot more spread out in in the the county that I'm in now and so things don't get claimed. It's it's almost really difficult in some ways to give stuff away because wow. it's maybe a long drive for somebody or, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of different factors. And like I said before, I'm almost starting over in a way. And that is, that's been a little jarring for me because I felt very comfortable, like in my sustainable living journey and I liked talking to people about it, but now I feel like I don't know what to say, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. like you don't know where to go from there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're just like, well, this is what I used to talk about, but now I don't really have experience with that anymore. So like, who am I to talk about this? <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Well, and I'm wondering, I've, I've been like, okay, well, there's things that I just, I can't do that right now. So I'm kind of focused on, you know, we're, we do composting and we've always done composting and it's easy for me. And so that's what I'm doing right now. You know, trying to grow things, that's something that we're doing. And it's fun because I can do it with my kids. So it's like, you can't, maybe I can't do everything sustainably, but I can pick different parts of sustainable living and like focus on what I can. Are you kind of doing that as well? Yeah. And trying to also show myself, Grace, that I am still learning the area and knowing that I will figure it out because living sustainably as a value is something that drives me. It's like an overarching one. And so like, I know that I'll find my way, but for some specific examples for me right now, we are, like I said, a rural area and For example, the nearest target is about two hours away. And so one thing my husband and I both commented on, I mean, within a couple months of moving up here was, wow, like we really went to target a lot when we lived, you know, five minutes from one. I felt like we were there like every other night. I don't even know why (laughs) Uh, we moved in 2021. So it was pretty like still heavy pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah. And we were doing a lot of like DoorDash and takeout. And so that was creating a lot of waste. And up here, we don't have any of those options. And the, a lot of the restaurants close early. So we're eating at home a ton more. So there's stuff like that where the there is that trade-off. And I'm you know trying to just focus on that. And we do sort of recycling, you know, and then bring it to the, the center. And that's kind of helped me do a a mental uh, recycling audit. So I'm able Mm -hmm. to see what exactly we're really consuming a lot of in terms of packaging or what have you. And then I can slowly start to make changes from there. So yeah, I think it's just been kind of shifting. I don't know if tasks are the right word, but just shifting activities that I'm doing to contribute to my sustainable lifestyle. 
Well, it's you, like you were saying, you're kind of starting over, but also it's putting a lot more effort into it than you had to before, right? Yeah. I mean, you're having to put a lot of effort, like, you know, finding where's the recycling facility, taking it there, doing all these things. Yeah, that's totally different. It's like trying yeah. to explain. I think about that a lot when when I talk about sustainability and I'm, in my mind, you know, what I think, you know, how I do it. I'm thinking about people that live where I live in, in Georgia and, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm like, I, I'm, I don't live in California where everything is, you know, plant-based and everyone is already thinking about that. Like here, it's not on the radar. Like people aren't thinking about that. They're not doing that. And so, yeah, I think it really shows like your perspective. And so now you're where you are, it's changing to how you're sharing because it's totally different. It's not that the area that I'm in now is not environmentally focused. We're very close to a lot of national forests, state parks, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area, which is a federally protected area. So the people here are very, they're a lot more environmentally focused than perhaps other rural areas. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, yeah, the resources just are not available, which I think is to be expected, but it's just, yeah, like we're talking about just a a shift. And one thing that I was going to say too, you, you had brought up the mental energy of, of trying to fit in a sustainable lifestyle. And I can relate to that too, because when we moved, it all happened pretty fast. It was for a, a job one of my, my husband's job, one of my husband's, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah. no, not that it was for my, <laughs> a job for my husband and it, it happened pretty fast. And, you know, we had to focus on like moving and selling the house and getting my son enrolled in a new school and we're in the middle of a pandemic still. So the mental load and energy that it took, we really lost a lot of the activities that we were doing just because like you said, I just didn't have the mental energy to learn about the new resources right away. And so I think what I'm trying to get to is what I think you've also touched on is that when you have a big shift like that, where your values have to alter slightly, or you have to change the way that you look at them, I think it's important to remember and show yourself compassion that sometimes getting back on track the way that you feel more comfortable with takes time. Yes, absolutely. That, like you said, got to have some compassion for yourself because if not, yeah, I felt so guilty about a lot of things, but it's, you know, when your head, you know, already sustainability, there's so many aspects to it. There's so many little parts to it. And then on top of that, yeah, it's, you know, trying to help the picky eater and trying to figure out where we're going to kindergarten and, and the baby, you know, getting them to eat well and, you know, sleeping through the night. Are they doing that? No, they're not. Like, there's so many things that are happening at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm interested to see how things will go as my kids get older, when I have more headspace, you know, what, how we'll change things, how we'll do things differently. But I think it is important to just keep the overall mindset of, you know, teaching your kids about 
being eco-friendly and it doesn't have to be everything, but you know, I want to make sure my kids know that is important to us, even if we don't do it exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. That's something that I'm trying to work on getting across to my son is that it looks different for everybody. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. Sustainability does look different for everybody. You know, where you live, what you have access to. Yeah, if you are a single person, if you are a person with five kids, if you have a full-time job, if you have a part-time job, if you work from home, there's so many things. I think about that, about working from home. You know, if you're at the office, things are so much different. You're using different energy at home than if you were at the office or more waste at home than if you were at the office. I don't know. I feel like it all just depends on your lifestyle and where you're at. And yeah, it's all really just about, you know, doing the best that you can in your own life and then focusing on the big picture. We can't just do small sustainable change. We have to focus on small and big picture things as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think one way that if if, if someone's out there listening and maybe they have experienced a, a I don't know if it's correct to say like a big lifestyle change, but the examples that I've seen and that we've talked about today about when your values have to shift, it seems to happen with maybe bigger lifestyle changes. But um, if somebody's out there who, who is finding that they're having to shift their values, something that I talk a lot about on the blog and I have a quiz that people can fill out is, you know, what's the one thing, what's one thing that you can do is it like jesse said sharing your voice or in a garden with their kids like that's a great way to introduce kids to more environmentally food options and so you have to just kind of find your one thing and ideally we get a lot of people just doing one or two things that fit within their life and their schedules and their energy and all that stuff and then go from there instead of trying to do a little bit of everything. And like Jesse said, feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure you've heard it. The zero waste chef, which she says, like, we need a lot of people doing things imperfectly rather than a few perfect mm-hmm. zero wasters or whatever, but it applies to everything. Yep. Yeah. That we'd need a lot of people just trying a little bit with the mental capacity that they have, like with what the time that they have. And yeah, it really makes a difference. I think. It sounded like, and maybe I'm reading too much into what you said, but it sounded like, you know, you were talking about a single woman or maybe even when you and your partner got together, no kids, it sounded like you felt pretty secure as plant-based and you reducing plastic. And now that it shifted, have you felt not stale, but like you're feeling secure and then shifting... I mean, it does feel like stagnant, kind of what you mean. Like, like you had everything kind of a groove, and then all of a yeah. sudden you're like, ugh, like this is not how I was doing things. How do you – I find myself feeling discouraged, honestly, because I don't know. It's frustrating to me, and I have found that because I feel like I'm still learning the ropes and kind of starting over, and then to hear all the eco news about – I mean, really, like the climate crisis and how we're traveling towards chaos and, you know, all these wildfires. And 
Whereas like, I don't think that news has increased when I felt more secure in my sustainable living journey, mm-hmm. but I find that it's affecting me more and I'm feeling more discouraged. And I'm wondering if that something that you've also experienced as you're finding your ground again? I mean, yeah. And I don't know. I'm really glad you're mentioning it because I feel like I have been feeling that way. And I thought it was just me just feeling discouraged and feeling like this is not going the way that it was going. And it all seems so doom and gloom. And and is what I'm doing, does it even matter? And is it helping? Because I'm putting a lot of thought into this. And is it doesn't matter because I don't have a lot of space and time to do it. Does what I do really help? Yeah. Yeah. I think it just hearing from you saying, yes, that you're dealing with the same kind of feelings. I wonder how many other people are feeling the same way. I feel like I used to go to Instagram to see all of my friends doing such cool eco-friendly things. And I feel like things have changed a lot on Instagram as well. And it's not that like happy, go lucky, fun, sweet community anymore. It's, yeah, it's rough. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I've actually stopped way, way back on Instagram and I'll delete the app for a week or two and then I'll go back and I think I'm hoping for, yeah, that kind of that community and it's just not there anymore. And then I think on top of that of, I don't really, I'm not sure like what to post right now because I don't feel like an expert, you know, as that I was an expert before, but I had had some experience in doing these sustainable things. I feel, I, I just, I'm like, I don't know why I'm on the app right now. I don't have anything to share that I feel like comfortable sharing and I'm not getting the same thing back that I used to. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know. Do you also, but I wonder about this too. Could it also be because you've been doing this for a long time? So I feel this way too when I go on Instagram and I'm like, I've already seen it all. Like I've seen all this before. Everything that everybody's saying is all repeated. And I kind of go there because I'm like looking for community and I'm looking for fresh ideas and I'm looking for what else can I do? How can I do things? And it's all like the same, the same noise. Just, yeah. and yeah, I don't feel like... Yeah, I feel like my time is better spent other places because before I would go and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I never thought to do this thing with food waste or something. I don't know. I never, I didn't even know you could, there's some app for secondhand clothes, like that kind of thing. And now I just feel like it's all the same. And I don't know, I'm wondering, is it because you and I both have been doing it for a long time and maybe that's it? Or if it really is a change in everything I don't know is it just us (laughs) yeah yeah I no I agree it's yeah it almost feels like a collective of discouraged people yeah (laughs) Um, and maybe that's just the because I think you and I kind of follow similar people and and know similar people and so maybe it's just like that group that have been doing it for a few years but you know I imagine that it's I, I guess for me like you said, it's a lot of the same stuff, which I think is it can be helpful because sometimes we need reminders. And especially if someone is starting over or just starting out, it's good to have that stuff. But I think that I don't know if I'm at the point where I'm kind of just like, okay, we have put all this time and energy in creating content and 
it's kind of exhausting and tiring. And I really just hope and want other people to come on board. Right. And maybe that's what your new thing is, starting fresh. Like, maybe, you know, I feel like there's content for different stages of what you're doing. Like, you know, some people don't know anything about it. That's how I was, you know, eight years ago. I was like, what in the world? I've never even heard of composting before. You know, organic food, what in the world? I don't know anything about it. So, you know, maybe because you are starting over where you're at, you could just start sharing content for beginners for people who like have no idea what's happening um yeah maybe and that could be a fresh yeah. start i don't know yeah yeah that's true yeah. kind of go back to the roots sharing more rural sustainability tips and stuff but but yeah i don't i definitely don't think we're alone in that people were feeling discouraged and like you said i think that you hit the nail on the head with it's the mental energy of like I'm like really trying over here and I'm doing all these things. I'm tired. I've got so much on my plate. I'm still doing it though, but it's just like, yeah, you're just like, is it enough? Is it, is it even worth it? Is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is it, doesn't matter. Is it, is it helping? Cause if not, I'm tired. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not, I'm very tired. I just, uh, yeah, I just want to sleep. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but yes. I think even just, talking about it helps and you know for other people to know yeah it's not you're not you're not alone other people feel that way too that yeah 100 percent. and like I said at the beginning normalizing that our lives change and sometimes we have to make big shifts and sometimes we make big shifts by choice and it's still hard and that's okay and I don't I think we need to get rid of the shame that can come from having to step back from a value and know that there are like you said it's not all black and white there's gray and that these are nuanced and we just are doing the best we can in according to that value that's important to us exactly all right well jesse i think that we could talk a lot more, but in the, it's because we're tired and want to go to sleep. We'll wrap it up. But thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation and just being so willing to share your story and be open. And uh, I'm hoping that this will resonate with a lot of people. It has really helped me and feel more grounded about the ways that I've been feeling about this. So yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Same. I really enjoyed it too. It feels good to hear from not just, you know, not just, I'm not alone. Other people are feeling the same way. So yeah, I really enjoy getting to talk about it with you. Yeah. Thanks. I really hope you enjoyed that episode of Raising Eco Minimalists. As always, if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review and a rating on Apple and Spotify. You can find out how to do so in the show notes. Additionally, if you want to reach out to me with questions, comments, reflections on the episode, you're always welcome to do so via my email or any of my social media platforms also linked within the show notes. Finally, Please remember that in order to live sustainably, it has to be sustainable for you. Thanks. Bye.